Thank you so much for tuning in to the MILF Podcast Review. Today, I have an amazing guest, Ms. Jordan Campbell. She is the writer and creator and lead actress in her debut film, The Deepest Cut. Welcome, Ms. Jordan. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being a guest on my new segment, MILF Podcast Review, and for inviting me to see your new movie, The Deepest Cut. Could you tell us a little bit about it, please? Yes. So the deepest cut, um, there's this character, her name is Constance and, um, you follow her through, like, she's trying to form a romantic relationship, but then she starts to discover that there are some things from her past that's starting to affect this relationship. And at a certain point, she's going to have to make a decision of, do I need to deal with these things in the past or am I going to avoid them and try to have this healthy relationship? That is right. so relatable because we all go through that, whether mm -hmm. it's a big issue or like a small little tiny issue. I feel like a lot of us, we always uh, hold in things and that definitely reflects outwardly in our relationships. Right. So what brought you to come up with this concept? I know, like I said, it's relatable, but do you have any personal connection in uh, writing this? Yeah, so I'm actually a therapist. And, um, like I see all, like some of the stuff that you'll see in the film is a lot of like the stories that I've picked up along the way of just like hearing some of my clients and what they've dealt with. And like you mentioned that it is relatable. So we all have our stuff and I've been in situations where I've tried to form a relationship or I've been in a relationship and like, you don't really realize that you have all this baggage until like you really care about somebody. And then the bag, the, the closet wants to open with the skeletons. <laughs> and then you have to start dealing with those things. And it's just really important before you get into these like meaningful relationships to like deal with that stuff before, you know, you bring it in and you end up either the relationship ends or ends up being a toxic relationship. So it's just really important to like take control of those things. I love what you said about taking control because regardless of if you're entering into a relationship or you're, you know, living your life as a single person or whatever, you, uh, uh, the biggest thing is having control of what is happening around you and happening within you. And I know we can't always control other people and, and circumstances, but we can control somewhat how we feel inside and I right. think that what you're doing putting out there is um, very important because we need to understand how important it is to reflect inward and mm -hmm. sometimes we can't do it on our own so like you said you're a therapist and a lot of times especially in the black community mm -hmm. we shy away from getting professional help you know, I guess some people maybe think it makes them look weak or maybe they only think, uh, you know, crazy people go see therapists, but therapy is, is important. It's kind of like going to the doctor. And I, I was thinking the deepest cut, the deepest cut is, you know, really mm -hmm. internal. We don't see those wounds. We don't see those right. scars. It's reflected in, in our relationships. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like that, that's what I'm passionate about too, is making mental health not be such a taboo in the black community. Um, because I realize that I get a lot of um, black male clients too, but when I get them, it's when their relationship 
has been completely dismantled. And they're like at, you know, ground zero where they think they can handle things on their own. And then when things are just stripped away is when they finally resort to go into therapy. And I love working with them so much because they, they do the work outside of like the sessions and they're just so eager to, to like make connections with their family, like work on themselves a little bit more. Um, and it's just like, why do you have to reach that point before mental health is important? And I think a lot of the times too, we've been told to pray these things away. And um, we don't realize that maybe the prayer is, the answer to your prayer is seeking therapy, you know, because for me, before I even go into sessions, I, I pray and I'm like, all right, God, give me the wisdom to like, help me through this, give, you know, the insight to help my clients and whatnot. And it's just like, what do you think that that knowledge and, and insight is coming from? Like, it's not, you know what I mean? So I wish people would, would just think outside of just like the Bible is your only source of finding solutions. There's other ways where you can get help. Totally. Totally. I, I, a hundred percent agree. I feel like prayer is important. It's like prayer and meditation, you know, because you are, you have to stop and you have to breathe and you have to think, but then Mm -hmm. there's work behind that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like being uh, physically healthy, right? We can't just pray (laughs) our physical health you know, into existence, we have to eat right, Mm -hmm. we have to, uh, you know, monitor what we're taking, putting into our body, we have to exercise. And and I feel as though, um, and and maybe you can elaborate, but there is work that that you have to put into making your mind strong, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I know people do like they, they recite mantras, daily, you know, you have to really constantly put yourself in, in a positive mindset and it's work. It's constant work. Cause you know, you hear people saying negative things about you. The media is saying, oh, well, if you're not this, so especially social media, oh, mm-hmm. if you're not an entrepreneur and making a hundred thousand dollars a day, then what are you doing with your life? Like, right. no, but these are unrealistic expectations. And right. as human beings, everybody is different. You know, there's only one you, there's only one me. And we have to be confident in that. And and a lot of times people look outward to um, building on themselves. And that's nice. You know, we should have some type of threshold or things, but we need to look inside ourselves. Now, do you feel as though your clients um, when they come to you is, are those some of the things that they're dealing with? I know there's also like abuse and and different Mm -hmm. types of issues like that but do you feel as though they're clinging on to those things in order like save themselves yes i think that a lot of times people don't realize that they have the control to change certain things about their lives and they're looking towards like you said these external things to help change your situation they think if i move to a different location then i'm going to feel better i think if i get into this relationship i'm going to feel better And it's like, no, because you still got the baggage that you got to deal with. You know what I mean? So it it takes work. And I'm glad that you use the example of like, you know, um, if you have a physical ailment, there's work that you have to do. 
And that's the same when it comes to like mental health, there's work that you have to do. And maybe, you know, the medicine is going to therapy, the medicine is, you know, doing the positive affirmations, changing, you know, the people um, that are around you that are creating these, these negative thoughts that, you know, that you continue to, to have that that's, you know, affecting your, your mindset and how you view yourself. So it's just really important for people to understand that, yeah, there's certain elements that you can't control, but you can control how you respond to it. And you can also create boundaries around people who are hurting you and you can eliminate them out your life. Oh, you hit the nail on the head, those boundaries. And I took a parenting class. And um, so I learned a lot about, I I was, you know, it's quarantine. So I need to learn all I can. But Mm -hmm. one of the things uh, that we learned about is like development, the child's development and how we don't, we we tend as parents, we we teach our children um, that they don't have control over themselves. You know, when, uh, when we were learning about um, uh, discipline, when we were Mm -hmm. learning about discipline, and, uh, you know, a lot of parents, they, you know, we, we learned growing up, I'll say me, cause personally, you know, like you get a, a, a popped or whatever. And, and that teaches your child that they don't have control over themselves. They, um, and, and not to say, cause a lot of people don't think that's abuse and it may not necessarily be abuse, but what are you teaching? Are you teach, are you teaching your child, to not do the thing that you don't want them to do, or are you, uh, you know, inadvertently teaching that child that mommy and daddy or anybody that they feel is superior to them can hit them at any time, right. um, you know, because they don't like something that they're doing. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times we need to stop and think, you know, how we grew up, we hold on to those things. We don't realize how those things have affected us. So then we right. go, we allow so many abusive things to happen to us. We just, um, you know, we accept more than what we, uh, you know, need to deal with when it comes to relationships and even at work, you know, I've been in abusive relationships at work mm-hmm. and we think, oh, because this person is signing my paycheck and I need to go to, no, like, that is not right. You know, we need to understand that a lot of times things happen to us and we don't realize how it affects us. So I was watching your clip of your movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was really dramatic. Like I am so intrigued. I'm going to try to put the clip, uh, a little bit of the clip in here, Mm -hmm. but I was so intrigued. I'm like, what is this girl going through? Like, I want to hold your hand. I want to pray with you. I want to like, you know, um, but I I do love the sequence of events and, and, you know, hopefully, you know, when I go on uh, March 27th to see the full thing, I will get to see what finally happens in the end, but it does look like she's you know, reaching inward. Um, Mm -hmm. But like you said, sometimes we wait until we're at rock bottom. We hit that breaking point to go and find the reason why when Mm -hmm. we could have just said, you know what, this doesn't feel good right now. Maybe I should look right now. You know, it's kind of like when you get a cold and Mm -hmm. you start getting that little tickle in your throat 
instead of waiting until you're like, <laughs> you know, like on your deathbed and right. for like two weeks, you should have just, you know, should have actually should have been uh, pre-planning, you know, you should have been preparing. Um, right. And I really want to talk about your movie, but I feel like your um, position as a therapist is just so important uh, for mm -hmm. my audience. Uh, what do you feel about, you know, like maybe you can integrate this with your character if she had a prepared, you know, if she had to go into therapy earlier in her mm -hmm. life and, you know, maybe after whatever uh, events had taken place that got her here, if she had gone or had, you know, maybe spoken to some friends or something or read a book, how do you think that would have uh, helped her or, you know, how do you think that would have affected her? Yeah, I think that would have helped her a lot because I think that what we've been taught in particular, like people of color, what they've been taught is, is just to push through it and not just like people don't want to take a moment to really deal with certain things and just to slow down. It's just like, no, we're going to ignore this problem and we're just going to get through it. And that's basically we've been taught how to survive, you know, just how to get through. And, you know, a lot of the times like we are still having to survive, but it's OK to make a pit stop. It's OK to just rest and deal with certain things in particular, because if you're running on E, the get, the car is going to stop eventually, you know? So why not take control of that and say, Hey, I'm noticing that my, my tank is getting less and less and less. So I'm going to stop and pull over on myself instead of something forcing me to stop. Because when something forces you to stop, you're not ready for it. And it becomes like such a big issue. <laughs> so I truly believe that if she had just started to recognize that, you know, hey, something isn't right here and really took control of it. Like, I'm going to do something about it. And that had shame around the fact that she has to take a break. Then that would have helped her a lot. Do you feel um, when you were writing the, the your script and casting your characters, do you feel as though there was maybe a change or some sort of evolution in your writing process? I know this is like completely different from <laughs> what we just <laughs> talked about, but I, I'm interested in, you know, how you went from, you know, and I can see your inspiration from being a therapist mm -hmm. into bringing that story into a film and, and making it, making those points in, in film form. Mm -hmm. Do you feel as though that changed you at all? Um, I think that, you know, when I wrote it, I wrote like the full concept. So I knew like how I wanted to start. I knew the middle and I knew how I wanted it to end. Um, and then like there was certain elements that were really important to me to, to put in there too. Like I did want to put like, like religion and scriptures and stuff. Um, and I did want to, to, to put like the journey that she's going through because I wanted it to be very relatable. And um, I also wanted to, I wanted, I was in the seat of like the therapist and how like um, the first few sessions are very difficult for the therapist to connect with, with, with clients in particular, if they're not really ready for it, but they're kind of like forced to be there. So I wanted to show that. And I wanted to show um, like her journey through it and, 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 and where, the ways that she's like accepting these things are happening and taking control of it too. Um, and I also wanted to show the importance of like the relationship from, you know, caregiver to child as well and like attachment 
and things like that. Because I think that a lot of times people stress the importance of like the, the daughter's relationship to the dad, but they don't really stress the importance of mom and daughter relationships. And that's really shown in the movie about like how important it was and how it kind of like shaped what's going on for her. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. I think we do, we talk, we don't talk too much about how um, a daughter's relationship is impacted by her mother. It's usually the the son's relationship with the mother right. and the daughter's relationship with the father, but mm-hmm. not too often do we see the uh, impact of a daughter's relationship with her mother. Oh, I'm, I really want to see that. I know there was a, little, a few clips, but um, I really want to see how that plays out because, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I'm a daughter and I, and I can definitely relate to my relationship with my mother. And then I have, um, I have four daughters of my own that, wow. you know, and they're all different ages. So, I mean, I do see, uh, and my oldest is my stepdaughter. So it's almost, you know, I see her relation, her relationship with her mother um, as an outsider looking in, but then I also, as a stepmother, see um, how she's grown and even just interesting our interaction now that she's an adult. <laughs> I don't know in your practice, do you only deal with a certain type of person? Do you only deal with adults? Do you um, work with couples? Do you work with families? Because I feel like that could be something that would really help people um, who, you know, a lot of the times the people that need the help don't reach out. But for a a person like me, who I have young children, so maybe it would be good for us to like go to a family counseling, just to show my children that it is okay. And it is totally normal to get help outside of one another, get some professional help. If you feel as though uh, there's anything, because, you know, especially when now with everything happening, like I definitely see a change in my children. And so I always try to be mindful of what they could possibly be going through, especially if they're not expressing that to me verbally, Mm -hmm. but I might see it in the change of their behavior. But a lot of parents, they don't see that, especially if they're not, you know, at home all the time, if they're working, shoot, if they're going through some negative experiences themselves, Mm -hmm. they're not thinking about, oh my gosh, all these things that are happening to me are, you know, weighing on my children as well. Right. Um, And so those are some examples of how the mother, the mother's relationship with her children, uh, you know, is impactful because for sure, when, when, when I'm feeling sick, my kids, they see that, you know, Mm -hmm. when I'm mad or upset, you know, they, I can tell that they are affected by that. So, I mean, I'm not sure how your main character's mother with a relationship with her mother Um, what that balance is but it's intriguing to see that and I hope that you know when when the audience sees that plays out that they can see a lot of that in their in themselves and that that will help them um, you know I I feel as though your movie is going to inspire people to go and seek some counseling Um, now at the end of your um, once you show your film do you have some um counseling or any type of um, invitation to any uh, counseling events 
um, that you're going to offer? Yeah. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to reach out to different clinicians and see if they want to like have their business cards. Um, and I do like a little PSA at the end too. Um, so yeah, I definitely want people to know that there's resources out there for them. I don't want them to get discouraged too, because understanding that during this pandemic, it's, it's really hard now to get a therapist. Um, so I want them to, to know like, okay, it's okay to call, um, get on the waiting list, but maybe there's like other support systems or support groups that you could like join until these therapists open up because yeah, it's just, I know me personally, my client list is it's, it's big and I'm just trying to fit people in here and there. Um, so I don't want people to get discouraged by that either. Like we're trying to meet the needs. (laughs) Wow. That's cool though. I think what you're doing is incredible and it's so necessary. And I love that you are putting it in, you're taking what you know, what you've experienced through being a therapist and putting it into light so that us people who don't know what happens behind those closed doors can actually see. And it, it looks so relatable when I watch the clips and it sounds so relatable, you know, now that I'm talking to you about it. Um, is there anything in particular uh, that you want my viewers to know about your movie and about your premiere that's coming up? Um, you know, I think that they just get really excited, be open-minded. Um, also I want it to be an event cause I know like we've been stuck in the house, you know, during this pandemic. And that's why I wanted it to be like a red carpet, formal attire. I want, you know, the opportunity for everyone to get dressed up to feel really good about themselves because that can help also with like a positive mindset. Um, and understanding that I am taking proper precautions when it comes to COVID as well. Um, I have, I'm going to rent out three to four theaters. Um, these theaters are at 35% capacity. Every, there's going to be temperature checks. Um, it's a masked event. Like I'm not playing any games. (laughs) I'm making sure everybody is going to be safe at this event. Um, and just come, you know, and, bring your loved ones. It it just, it's a conversation starter. It it, hopefully it allows you to take that necessary step um, to, you know, tackle some, some things that you might have put in the back burner, you know, and just put you first. And it's okay. After watching this, if you want to be like completely selfish and say, Hey, I want to take some time to just really deal with these things and just give yourself permission in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that you said such an important thing. We have to give ourselves permission to take mm-hmm. care of ourselves. Um, so how can uh, we get the tickets to your event and uh, where exactly uh, should we go? And how can we stay in touch with you on social media? Yeah, so um, the tickets to the event, you can go to addyvilleproductions.com. Um, that's A-D-D-Y-V-I-L-L-E productions.com. Um, and then right on the page, it has purchase tickets. Um, also on, um, so my personal page is private. So I'll direct you to the Deepest Cut movie on Instagram. Um, and also Addyville Productions are the pages you can go and purchase the ticket. The links are right there. So if you didn't catch it when I said it, <laughs> go to those page, the Deepest Cut movie, 
and Addieville Productions. Um, and yeah, that'll be your way of purchasing those tickets. So I have to ask, uh, with the film, is there likely to be a sequel or do you feel as though you're going to add on uh, to maybe a, make it a series or what are your uh, future prospects? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think that where it is left at, I mean, there's a potential to have a sequel, but I don't think I'm going to go in that direction. I honestly think that what I'm really passionate about is just bringing up certain topics that I see within like the black community and mental health and putting it into film. So I have like a lot of ideas of like what I want to do. I, I do actually have in mind of like writing a short film that is going to expand a little bit more about the mother and daughter relationship. And then I want to do something about like the black male and their perspective of going through America like I have like so many ideas of um, these different topics that I want to tackle. Well, I certainly am excited and I look forward to seeing more from you. I will definitely, you know, if you want to come back and talk more about your future projects when you, when you create them and you roll them out, we will be here to listen because it sounds amazing. And anything that has to do with um, putting, putting a positive spin on mental health and getting professional mental counseling, I'm all for. I feel like this is gonna help so many people and especially in the time that we're in, we all need it. Um, and if we can get it even, you know, get a little sense of hope by watching a movie like yours, then that is a beautiful thing. And I thank you so much for sharing. And I hope to have you back soon. Uh, this is going to be a two part special. So today we are learning about the movie and we had a wonderful conversation with the creator and lead actress of this movie. And our second part of this series is going to be at the premiere. So please stay tuned. Thank you so much, Ms. Jordan Campbell. And I look forward to seeing you on March 27th. Please, everyone, go to the website and get the tickets. Bring your family. And even if you can't make it, you know, I will definitely be at the premiere to show you what's happening. <laughs>